Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, everyone. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Rogue News on every single podcasting app. The links are all in the description box. And I also ask you to go check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness, whether it's the Delta 8 THC or you need the latest and greatest munchies, it's there for you to go check it out, mycbdedibles.com. And with that out of the way, um, CJ, I want to bring up something that's uh, before we play the video. For those I don't know, um, uh, what, I'm going to put this. When I was young, I mean, I, I think every, every guy, every red-blooded American goes through this phase, right? You look at guys who are like action heroes and whatnot, right? And you ascribe to be like them. And when I was younger, um, especially my in my teens and into my twenties through college and whatnot, I you know worked in the fitness industry. I was an NASM National Academy of Sports Medicine certified trainer. That's how I worked my way through college. Um, and um, I used to go to all the fitness shows and whatnot, and you know did competitive uh, powerlifting on a small scale, local local meets and things of that sort. Uh, didn't get a chance to do bodybuilding. It was one of those things that I ascribed to do and never got around to actually doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I follow uh, pro bodybuilding. I've seen it from when it was at the zenith of the 90s, man. You know, that transition from Lee Haney to Dorian Yates, you know, to Ronnie Coleman, to Jay Cutler, to, you know, uh, Flex Wheeler. You got all these guys. And then the aberrations of the early aughts where everybody looked the same big bloated bellies and look absolutely disgusting. And then we're seeing today the trend bodybuilding where it's going back to more of an aesthetic look. And uh, of course you still have the open class with the, with the mass monsters and whatnot. And you have the, the spinoff of classic physique where you have guys like Chris Bumstead who won uh, classic physique, uh, Mr. Olympia. Recently, as of late, one of the guys that I liked a lot is Sean Roden. Just phenomenal. Just a great, great bodybuilder. He dethroned Phil Heath uh, in 2018 as Mr. Olympia, so he won a Mr. Olympia title. He was 46 years old. Sean Roden died. 
He died from, quote-unquote, heart conditions, heart issues. And over the, you know, this is weird because, you know, when I drive my car, I'm driving around running errands. I'll listen to, like, RX Muscle. I'll listen to, like, bodybuilding podcasts, Mark Bell's, uh, um, you know, um, um, training uh, podcast. You know, Mark Bell, his brother, is the one who did the, the documentary, Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Great documentary about steroid use. Uh, go check it out. And um, I'd listen in, and all of a sudden, I, I've noticed in the last two, three weeks, man, I've been... Like, bodybuilders are dropping dead left and right, Siege. Now, in the 90s, you know, you, 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 this was a rarity. So the 90s, which was like the zenith of, of GH, this was the zenith of, like, I'm popping, like, 15 Diana balls and going to go lift. I didn't hear that much of it. You know, in the early aughts, you hear some, you know, freakazoids uh, who really pushed the limit, but they got into hard drugs, you know, the guys like Greg Kovacs and this, that, and the other who got into, like, hard drugs and dropped dead. And, of course, these guys are pushing themselves to the limit. I mean, these guys don't claim to be natural, okay? And, and you know, it's not taking anything away. I mean, you could you could do as much sauce and as much gear as you want. You're never going to look like Sean Roden, okay? You're just not. You're not going to look like Ronnie Coleman. It's just not going to happen, you know? Um, I find it funny. That guys that are so dialed in, and Roden was like the smaller guy, he's only five foot ten, right? And actually, that's big for a bodybuilder, but um, he was leaner, he didn't have the bloated belly, he didn't have any of that. Uh, CJ, cue the video real quick, let's just play without the uh, without the audio. And this is from uh, Machiavelli Motivations, great video. Uh, and over the course of the last several weeks, and you know, last week. I brought up the whole soccer players, right? Soccer players were just dropping in the middle of the field, right? They're just literally dropping in the middle of the field. One soccer player had to be resuscitated. In other words, his heart stopped, and they came out with the defibrillator and had to resuscitate him. And we're seeing pro athletes dropping dead, man. You know, and then you got like guys like bodybuilders just just in the last several weeks. So many George uh, uh, George Patterson, George Peterson, I think it was. He was another bodybuilder. He was like probably in his late twenties or early thirties. I think he was thirty four. I think it was. Peterson drops dead. He was prepping for a show. He was prepping. I think the day before the Olympia, his trainer found him dead in his hospital room. Uh, they did the autopsy and stuff on him. Heart issues. Heart heart attack. You have so many guys. I mean, look, here's the deal. When you do gear, and these guys are not only doing steroids, but they're also doing uh, diuretics. They're doing all sorts of things to get them their skin looking like paper-thin skin so you can see every striation, every vein. You look like a human anatomy chart. And you're pushing yourself to the limit. Granted, there's going to be, and we all know that when you're on the gear, there's going to be a little bit more blood thickness. So. When you're prepping for shows and you know, all that all that stuff, you already are taxed endocrinologically. Uh, you're already taxed cardiopulmonary-wise. You're already taxed, okay? So all of a sudden, you throw into the mix something like the COOF, okay? And that's a cardiopulmonary virus, okay? Cardiopulmonary targets that whole system. Now, the 
rumors that are flying in the fitness community, in the bodybuilding community, okay, is are these guys vaccinated? And there are rumors right now, folks, that these guys were being jammed. I cannot confirm that. I cannot verify that. But rumors are starting to fly that a lot of these guys who are all of a sudden dropping dead at young ages in like the private life, and these guys, they monitor everything. They're counting every single grain of rice. They're constantly, every other week, they're doing blood work. They're doing, they're getting their labs done. You know, so these guys are not just like, you know, eating chicken breast and waiting for things to happen. No, these guys are getting their lab work done. These guys are at such a high level of human performance in terms of musculature and growth. They're at such a high level. All of a sudden, they're just dropping dead. It doesn't make sense. And this is what's swirling because over the course of the last two weeks, I think I've, I think there was like five or six guys that have just dropped dead. CJ, have you your your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, I mean, we're hearing it way too common now for you to be isolated, right? I mean, between the soccer players, yep. uh, who was the uh, famous boxer that was preparing for the fight uh, that, oh, that that ended up. Um, Oh, De La Hoya, right? De La Hoya, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we're hearing it way too common now where it's it's like, well, why is this happening? It's 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 very odd and in particular, like what you said, be in terms of very healthy people who monitor everything from their diet, exercise strenuously, all these things that we're seeing. But it it I'm not sure why it's doing that, V. I, it, but it 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 appears that healthy people, including you know, young kids, you know, again, my my youngest son has at least, I think I'm up to four now, four or five friends whose parents decided to, to do the jab where after that, they're hitting they're, me, man. their kid, their kids were, were sick for a week on that end. And one of them still has a lingering cough. It's been like three weeks now. So, so something happens. I, I, I don't know why, but it seems like this, it, it impacts people who are healthy the most. It's, it's very odd. So it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane that you know that they're they're forcing this down everybody's throats. Oh, you you know that this whole jab mandate with the kids. How is this going to backfire? What happens when you have a significant amount of of kids coming down with all sorts of different maladies and side effects? There's a point where you can't spin it. There's a point where you can't cover it up. There's a point where it's gone past the point of no return. And I think we're arriving at that moment, CJ, where things are so damn egregious. Okay? It wasn't enough that months ago that you and I have seen, we played the video of the young high school athlete who took the jab, and he's in the hospital. He's doing a video. It was on TikTok. It was on Twitter. And he's doing the video live from his hospital bed with the tubes sticking out of his arms and everywhere, stating that, yo, listen, I took this. I have heart conditions now. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. I've already had three or four heart attacks already. I'm 17 years old. 
And folks, it's not a minor thing when you have myocarditis. It's not a minor thing when you have pericarditis. It's not a minor thing. 75% of the time, which is too damn high, 75% of the time you need a heart transplant in three to five years. What's the blowback here? Like, they, they have to know this. And I'm, you know, be, me being me, I'm always looking for a financial angle on the motivations of what these guys do. Because when you start looking at the financial angle and you start looking at following the money, it all starts making more sense than anything else. So the question that I'm asking myself and the question that I'd like all of you to ask yourselves, if these guys knew, if these pharmaceutical companies knew that these things, the, 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 the jabs that they're promoting, the, 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 the treatments that they're putting out there have serious consequential side effects, serious side effects, why would they put it out? And I'm starting to think, Siege, that this it's starting to make more sense. Like, how do I put this, man? I've said it a million times. We don't make anything in this country anymore, right? Our, our biggest exports are trash, recyclables, and I jokingly also say pornography. But trash and recyclables are our biggest export. We don't make anything. This is why when you go to Costco, you have a paper towel shortage. To this day, in certain Costcos around the country, in Sam's Clubs and BJ's and whatnot, these wholesale clubs, they're limiting your purchase of toilet paper and paper towels. Why? Because we don't have enough manufacturing plants to do that. We don't make anything here at all. So I want you to think for a second. The only thing we are, our biggest industry here, folks, is actually pharmaceuticals. That's the only thing that left. We're the world's largest drug user, and we're the world's largest drug dealer, legal and otherwise. So if the pharmaceutical companies are putting it out there, knowing that, hey, you know what, there could be a percentage of myocarditis, why the hell would you risk it? Yeah, you got the immunity because these sycophant politicians make sure that you are immune from lawsuits. They can't sue you. People cannot sue you if you sell them a drug that has a side effect, especially under this emergency use authorization. I am convinced that this entire thing is a massive global pump and dump for Big Pharma. I want you to think about that for a second. This is a massive global pump and dump for Big Pharma. See, what was Pfizer's last fine? What did they pay out, Siege, last time they got fined? Gosh, it was the largest ever on records was it upward 20 30 million profits oh they're fine or they're fine that they received oh, no, i'm sorry or... i'm sorry the fine yeah the fine it was like 2.9 billion oh okay that's significant yeah 
$9 billion fine. Siege, how many drugs did Moderna make? I believe they had none approved. Prior right? to the jab. Zero. Zero. Like not, they had no, nothing in the pipeline. Correct. J&J is a company that, that, that cannot even get baby powder right. And all of a sudden, all these guys, they're coming out under the Operation Warp Speed. Trump was a fool to authorize that. Operation Warp Speed to go out there and, 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 uh, and develop these quote-unquote jabs. Then you have Congress running cover for you. You have the government that gives you the protection that nobody can sue you. And you, and especially here's the deal. If you know, right, because look, at the top, it's a very tight-knit community. No matter if you're in the pharmaceutical industry, whether you're in telecom, whether you're in technology, whether you're in defense contract, everybody knows each other. The lobbyists for these industries, they all know each other. They can, that's why they work in, succinctly Big Pharma, Big Agra, Big Tech, Big Telecom, they're all working, Big Media. They all know each other at the top. It's a club, and you ain't in it. You're not invited to join that club. And all their lobbyists, they are all buddies. Let me postulate something for you. Suppose every single one of these idiots on the top, they're not idiots, they're actually criminals. They're idiots to me because I can kind of see what their game is. They're not that smart. Suppose every single one of these individuals at the very top, from Big Pharma, Big Agra, Big Tech, they all got together. And they all said, listen, guys, we're going to get in on this bet. Right? We're going to get in on this bet. Kind of like how you guys in your office, if you go to work and you know you 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 punch a clock, maybe people at your workplace, you know, do like fantasy football, right, Siege? Right, right. They'll do like fantasy baseball, and they'll like take bets, and they'll you know, the winner takes all. And they all get in on this bet. And, you know, we've seen it. I've seen it in like in, in the stock trading world where we all get in on a bet. Yo, here's the deal. We got this hot tip. You know, we think uh, based on the data. That this is this particular stock is going to go high, then it's going to crash. We're going to go ahead and we're going to put some shorts on there. Maybe you know, or maybe this this is going to go high. We're going to put some puts on there, and we all get in on the bet. Why do we do that? We do it so we can ten x, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty x returns. That's how the game is played. CJ, could you pull up? How uh, Pfizer stocks? Just pull up Pfizer and their stocks for me, please. Just Google uh, Pfizer stock, and uh, I forgot their stock ticker. I don't know if it's a P I Z R or something like that. I'm not sure. And I want to look at how much their stock, and and look at for the last year. Boom. So what was the low that the stock was at in a lot from a year from now? What was the low? A year from now. 
So looking back at, let's see, we need to move the needle a little bit. Yeah, go all the way back. There you go. What's that? 27.48. Look at that, man. That's got 50% gain. 50% jump in their stocks. Their profits are through the roof, which all they're going to do is buy back more of their stock, pump it up. And on the derivatives end of this, Wall Street's making a killing. Wall Street's making a killing on Pfizer. Wall Street's making a killing. And see, you pull up uh, J&J and then Moderna. Look at that, $162, man. What was their low <laughs> prior to this whole entire crisis? What was it at, Siege? Well, that list, 119. Look at that, man. Yeah, 119 back in Massive. March. Massive. March of last now, year. look at this new company, Moderna, which they're claiming to fame. They've made nothing. The only product they've made was the jab. See if you can find Moderna. Jesus. Look at this bad boy. Whoo! Look at this bad boy. <laughs> what was the wow. high? <laughs> Give me the high, Steve. What was the low? Well, let's start with the low. What was the 52 low? 52-week high was 497. Jeez. And the 52-week low was 70 bucks. Look at but that. this, But this tracks it back to, well, that's 2019. Yeah, so January of 2020 was down to 21 bucks. Yeah. What was the high? Uh, four ninety-seven. Jeez, what a monster! You start overlaying these stocks, J and J, Pfizer. You know, uh, one of these I gotta have Crypto Cowboy on. Just, just overlay uh, these stocks for me, and then we'll we'll go through a pattern. Maybe I'll do that with crypto. But um, once you start overlaying the stock patterns for J and J, for Pfizer, for Moderna. Then you overlay it with some of the pharma, you know, uh, pharmaceutical and uh, biotech ETFs. You start seeing a very, very vivid picture, folks. There are hundreds of billions of dollars in profits that are being generated right now off of this. The Coof market globally is a fifteen trillion dollar market. I'm sorry, it's a, um, I believe, it's a fifteen billion and growing, going to be fifty billion dollar. Market, this thing ain't going away. There's get it's getting massive resistance. This is the reason why that I can be in Russia, I can be in Moscow, and I can take the Sputnik V and be fine with it, or I can be in China and take the Sinovax and be fine with it. But if I took the Sputnik or if I took the Sinovax, I can't fly into the United States because the United States they don't recognize Sputnik V. They don't recognize Sinovac. Only Pfizer. Only Moderna, only J and J. That's it. That's all we recognize. If this really was a pandemic, CJ, and if other countries made vaccinations, right? Wouldn't you just want to just accept anybody with any vax? You you would think, right? And then right. and then during a pandemic, wouldn't you wouldn't you want them to to share that that information in regards to how to make the the vaccine and and, and allow other countries to to duplicate it to save humanity? If it was truly a an epidemic, you know, you, why, why would you leave it on patent, right? Wouldn't you want right. them to share that information and allow other countries to manufacture it for, for quicker production and distribution? Exactly. If country A makes a makes a, a, a jab that's 80% efficacious, 
but country B makes something that's 97% efficacious with hardly any side effects? Wouldn't you want that one? I mean, supposedly, if you want to play that game, right? If you if this thing was the was the absolute deadly thing that they're that the, that the media portends that it is, wouldn't you want the most efficacious drug out there? No. By banning Sinovax, by banning Sputnik V and saying that they don't recognize that as a vaccine, all they're doing is protecting market share for big pharma. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. You know, Brazil's working on their own vaccine. India's working on their own vaccine. Other countries are working on their own vaccines. So they understand. So so the, the, the question that I like to ask Big Pharma here in the United States, why are you lobbying Congress? And if this is really about a pandemic, this is really about human health services, if this is really about the, the health and, and life and well-being of humanity, why won't you allow other vaccines to be used by Americans? Why won't you allow that? Oh, no, it's about no, it's about protecting Pfizer. It's about protecting J&J. It's about protecting Moderna. Why? What's so special about these three pharmaceutical companies? Last time I checked, see, there's, there's other pharmaceutical companies operating in this country as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Or are oh, we yeah. just relegated to three? No, there's others. Right? There's uh, Glasgow Smith-Klein, which owns uh, Pfizer, but there's Sanofi. There's a whole list of pharmaceutical companies out there, right? Bayer, this, that, and the other. Why? So why are we just protecting these three? Why is it all about these three? And why are their stock prices through the roof? And why are they making so much money on the derivative side of this thing? The question you have to ask yourself, and unfortunately we can't do that because we live in a free country, Siege. We live in a free country <laughs> with, with zero transparency. Yeah. So it's free. The question that people need to ask is, how many of your congressmen and senators have been given shares in Moderna? How many of your congressmen and senators have been gifted shares in Johnson & Johnson? How many of your congressmen and senators have been lobbied and peppered and gifted shares from Pfizer? The results will shock you. Folks, let me explain something to you. When Lieutenant Scott Peterson, military intelligence was tapped many years ago, and I've had Scott Peterson on a long time ago, and he was bludgeoned to death by the powers that be, basically. I mean, he was silenced, kicked off of platforms. They went after his personal life. You know, they, they, they create straw man arguments, and, 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 and the truth gets you know, way late on the on, on the side. And I've also had Brad Birkenfeld. My, you know, Brad, I got to have him on one of, one of these days. He wrote the book, Lucifer's Bank, Banker. I got to get Brad on. So I was talking to Brad years ago, and I said, hey, Brad, how did you meet Scott Peterson in federal prison? Because, you know, Brad Birkenfeld and Scott Peterson, th these guys were, I'm sorry, Lieutenant Scott Bennett. Keep calling him Scott Peterson. Scott Bennett. They met each other in, in, in a federal penitentiary in, Phil, in, in Pennsylvania. And they met there because they both were investigating the same thing, money laundering. Scott Bennett was, was watching funds leaving. I'm talking tens of billions of dollars leaving American bank accounts because he's military intel. He's got to track, track the money 
that's going to ISIS and Al-Qaeda because it's about, you know, anti-terrorism. And we're seeing money coming from all different accounts in the United States and Switzerland and Europe and flowing into the Middle Eastern accounts. Scott Bennett saw it. He caught it. And then that money comes back through various other shell companies back into the United States, into the coffers of your elected representatives. Oh, what? And the funny thing is, the military jailed him. He was tried in a civilian court, not a military court, but a civilian court, and he was put in a federal penitentiary. I mean, you can't make this thing up. And there he met Brad Birkenfeld. They were out on the yard, and they started comparing notes. And Brad's like, yeah, I was a Swiss banker. I was working for UBS. I'm sorry, Credit Suisse at that time. And yeah, we and the, I blew the whistle because Credit Suisse and UBS was also funneling money to all sorts of nefarious criminal organizations globally, and that money was coming back to American elected officials. How do you like them apples? Hmm. So if they did that, if they got no problem getting blood money that has been cycled through and funneled through the cocaine import agency and ISIS, a.k.a. USIS, and Al-Qaeda, and they've got no problem taking that blood money, you think these guys have a problem with taking some stock shares? You think these guys will have any problems you know, interfering with health and human services? Do you think these guys would have any problems making sure that they protect market share for Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J? Do you think these guys have a will have any sort of a conscience about pushing this upon the world, making sure your kids' blood is, is laced with this? That this is injected into your kids? You think they have a problem? You think... You think that you think they're doing? You think they're jabbed? Meanwhile, they're they're over there popping ivermectin like it's candy. We've already caught two hundred plus, close to three hundred members of Congress already popping ivermectin. None of them are vaxxed. See, if we had a, a free country instead of this 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 uh, veneer marketing bullshit that we paint over ourselves. Or the land of the fee, not the free, but the fee, and the home of the slave. So we got marketing bullshit that that covers for this siege. Real marketing bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because how come I can't find out what 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 uh what investments? Nancy Pelosi has. How come I can't question how this dingbat of a woman who should who, who should be working as a cafeteria lunch lady at a public school? How can I can't how come I can't figure out how this dingbat made two hundred million dollars? She must be the greatest options trader on God's green earth, CJ. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a genius. A better, she's a better stock picker than the Oracle of Omaha. She's better than Warren Buffett at picking stocks. She's better than, than she should be the next Wolf of Wall Street. She's a genius. Same thing for Hillary Clinton. How is she worth hundreds of millions of dollars? 
Oh my God, she must be the greatest at playing Cattle's Futures options. It's incredible. But because we live in such a free country, CJ, we're not allowed to know that. Because public figures can have private information. We can't know we, we cannot know who's influencing them, who's paying them off, who's bribing them. We can't know how they get stock insider information, insider trading, which if you and I were to do it, Siege, we'd be in jail, but they can do it all day because rules for thee and not for me. Bingo. And now look at this, Siege. And this is how I know this whole scam is falling apart. Okay. They're pushing, they know that these mandates ain't gonna work. It's gonna blow back. Okay, the market is telling me the pharmaceutical markets are telling me you're going to hear it here first. I predict that by springtime, there's going to be a major downturn within the stock prices of both Pfizer, J&J, Moderna. I believe there's going to be a major downturn in a lot of their stock and a lot of their shares. Why? Because this has always been a pump and dump. This is always about making a killing and a profit to pay out not only the executives who've made billions this year because of this whole entire pandemic, <laughs> but for the hundreds of thousands of individuals that have bought into this scam and have literally bought into this, and they are going to make a killing. And when the lawsuits start flying, Congress is going to do their utmost to make sure that none of this affects them. So what's going to happen is you're going to have some low-level individuals, some low-level uh, uh, medical technician who's been his only job is to test urine. He's going to take the fall. But the guys who engineered this, they're going to walk away scot-free with golden BBs. That You're witnessing a pump and dump. And you, you know how we know that? Not only is the data reflecting that towards me, but the fact that all of a sudden Moderna all of a sudden, J&J, and all of a sudden, Pfizer, they're all announcing they're coming out with new pills, Siege. Yeah. yeah. How amazing is that? Merck is also working. Merck, remember Merck was the other pharmaceutical company that nobody talks about, right? They're working on a pill, too. Everybody's coming out with pills for the coof. That tells me when the pill is coming out, that means the EUA, the Emergency EAU, the Emergency Author Use Authorization, right? Is coming to an end. So they're already transitioning out. I expect in the next few months, I wouldn't be surprised, CJ, that all of a sudden the current CEO of Pfizer decides to, you know, retire early. Yeah, very well could be. Very well could be. Retire early. Because things are already getting hot. You're having professional bodybuilders drop dead with heart issues. You're having soccer guys, soccer players, dropping from heart issues. You have NBA players dropping from heart issues. And CJ, where in the world is Gavin San Diego? Tell me, where in the world is Gavin San Diego? Where's Gavin? Mm. That's a great question. Where's Gavin? Has anybody seen Gavin? I haven't seen Gavin. See, have you seen have you seen Gavin? I haven't seen him now. Nope. Haven't seen Gavin's him been years, missing folks. Out to dinner. Nothing. Nobody nobody's seen him hanging out of French laundry. Having like a $386 plate of Fagua. Nobody's seen him at Napa Valley at the vineyards. 
Nobody's seen him at the golf course. Nobody's seen his overly brightened artificial fake smile. The guy looks like a psychopath. The guy reminds me of uh, of of of, uh, of uh, what's his name, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. That's that's what Gavin Newsom reminds me. Of. He is Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> Has anyone seen this guy? It's because it's been it's been like twelve days at this point, Siege. Twelve days. California Governor Gavin Newsom has remained out of the public sight since getting the booster. Okay, a shot on October twenty. He took a booster because he's a good little slave. He wants to show the people you have nothing to worry about. People, the governor's office released a surprising announcement on October twenty ninth, canceling Newsom's plans to attend the United Nations Climate Summit in Scotland to deal with unspecific family obligations. You got to understand, folks. Gavin Newsom is the next candidate for president for the Democratic Party. Okay? He is the chosen one. This is the guy that they want to run either in 2024 or 2028. This is the guy. Right? And now all of a sudden, their main guy, their MVP, can't find Because he's got family obligations. The governor's spokesman said that on October 29th that the Newsom planned to participate in the climate conference. This is an a-hole who has single-handedly destroyed California. Single-handedly destroyed California. This asshole. Anybody want to go attend a, a climate conference with a bunch of blowhards? But a delegation schedule released later did not feature any virtual events with Newsom. Newsom spokesperson Aaron Mellon said that on Thursday, the governor will participate virtually in a couple of the climate summits events next week. The office did not respond to questions on Friday about the, what the governor has been you know, doing this week. The governor will participate in a couple of events next week, focused on global efforts to advance zero emissions vehicles and to move beyond oil. The governor was last seen receiving a Moderna CCP Communist Party virus booster on October 27th. I mean, the guy who wrote this article is kind of funny, but the fact remains. The governor booster was a mixed match. Isn't that great, CJ? Mixed match. Don't, CJ, let me ask you a question. You can mix it up. You, you, you know. <laughs> mix it up. You, you, I mean, CJ, I mean when, you know, when you and I go to a doctor, and I never go to doctors, but you know, it's always a good thing when your doctor says, hey, you know what, the... Uh, and I don't take this. Imagine the doctor tells you this. Hey, you know what? Uh, that blood pressure medication you're taking, yeah, you can mix that with your uh, with your uh, uh, heart arrhythmia pill. <laughs> what? It's bro, insane, bro. I don't mix. I don't mix acetaminophen with ibuprofen. I don't even do that. Okay. I mean, you could every like two, three hours. You kind of alternate every four hours, something like that. But I don't even do that at, at, at all. Period. Right for myself. I don't take it at the same time. You know. See, what if I gave you? What if I gave you, um, uh, let me see here, an upper and a downer? Let's just say I gave you like uh, uh, some uh, acetaminophen, right? No, mm. not, no, no, like some sort of norephedrine, like something like a pseudofed or something like that, right? And then I gave you something else that kind of makes you drug. You don't take those things together, right? No, you don't no. mix drugs. No. Nobody, no pharmacist will say, hey, you know what? It's a good idea to mix drugs. But these COVID idiots, the COVIDians, the branch COVIDians, that's what they are. There's a, it's a religious cult, the Branch Covidians. Okay? So the Branch Covidians 
the, the, the practitioners of this faith who are telling the people it's okay to mix them. So you got people out there taking, you know what, I'm going to have a J&J with a side of Moderna, please. Like they're ordering a drink at the bar. I'm going to have a Pfizer with a side of J&J. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to feel great. Well, Patrick Bateman, the governor psycho, decided to do the same thing because he's so cool, he's so trendy, he's so liberal, so trendy. He's uh, So, Governor's Booster was a mix match, mix and match with the original regimen, which was the J&J. I'm choosing not to do J&J today, not because I had any problems with J&J. Of course, you probably do. You probably have a clot in the size of your side of your head, and hopefully you're dead from an aneurysm, you bastard. In fact, it went beautifully. But to make the point about the opportunity to mix and match, Newsom said at the time, the California government, governor should have appeared before TV cameras to announce the state's uh, virus, a CCP virus vaccination program for children age 5 to 11. Atypically, the announcement was made via an email news release instead. Newsom submitted some pre-recorded remarks to a transit uh, conference earlier this week with his office announced some appointments to state agencies and boards. He also posted a photo on his Instagram account with his wife and four children ages 5 through 12, dressed as pirates on Halloween. Hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween, the governor wrote in the post. Newsom's account was quiet from October 28th until Tuesday. When he sent posts, backing fellow Democratic governors Phil Murphy of New Jersey and Terry McAuliffe of Virginia, as the week went on, Newsom's uh, Twitter account became more active. It's rare but not unprecedented for Newsom to go the whole week without some type of appearance. Such absence are usually explained, including Newsom leaves the state for vacation. Relatively slow time in Sacramento as the state legislature is not in session and won't meet again until January. Recent storms mean no major wildfires are burning out of control, but it has been the case in recent years. Where in the world is Gavin San Diego? Tell me. Where in the world is Gavin San Diego? Tell me, CJ. Where is he? I don't know, V. It's, I mean, I'm sure it has nothing to do at all, V, with getting the booster right i mean i'm like i can't imagine that it would be you know any coincidence that he's been out for that long and i'm sure he probably didn't want to go you know hang out with the the globalist elite and discuss the environment knowing how important that is to california be so important <laughs> so loving so trendy so liberal i love it so loving cj so trendy so trendy Anyway, let's take a look at Poland, and we're going to circle back to South Africa. It's very interesting what's happening. You should play that video, Cecil. Let's just watch this. There's an army of migrants, I like to call them miscreants, heading towards the Polish border from Belarus. Blow that up, Cecil. Blow it up. Yes, take a look. This is what globalization does. This is the see. They're marching there for cultural enrichment. What the hell's wrong with these Polish people? Absolutely. Don't they want that cultural enrichment? Come on. Poland needs more people with 70 IQs. Let's go. Look at that. That's a lot of cultural enrichment. Heading your way, Poland. Look at that. It's pretty interesting, Siege. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a good point, Willie. Uh, they haven't seen Jen Psaki either. Where's Raggedy Ann? I haven't seen Raggedy Ann in days. 
Raggedy Ann. That's what I call it, Raggedy Ann. <laughs> so that's what she looks like. She looks like a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll. A massive wave of miscreants has reached Poland's border from Belarus, with the country's special services describing it as the largest ever attempt to enter the country by force. My God, what is this doing to the Polish people's <clears throat> genetic trauma? <laughs> I mean, Poland's been a country that's been invaded several times. All throughout Poland's history, it's been invasion after invasion after invasion after invasion after invasion. And just recently in the 20th century, they were able to finally get some freedom after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And now the Poles are just sitting around looking at all of their, all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, here comes another invasion. What is this doing to their mental state? What is this doing to their mental state? The would-be asylum seekers hoping to cross over the wooded frontier are predominantly, they're predominantly children and women, right? See, they're predominantly women and children. Are they what they are? Is that what I think so, are? yeah. They're all, look at all, they're oh. carrying a child, you know? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all women and children. <clears throat> they're all predominantly young males. Oh, yeah. They're coming to Poland to culturally enrich the young Polish girls. That's what they're there for, right? That's what they're there for. Stanislav Zarin, the spokesman for Poland's ministry coordinator of special service, said on Monday the group of migrants gathered in a large crowd by the Belarusians comprised mostly of young men. The biggest attempted day to enter Poland by force has just begun. Well, that's, that's very good. He must be, maybe they ought to send Gavin Newsom there to welcome the crowd into Poland, CJ. Perhaps. Maybe they ought to send Joe. Brandon, Joe Brandon could go there and welcome the, the crowd in while he's mumbling utterings that are absolutely mystical that no one can decipher them. Maybe we should have Brandon go there. The official also reiterated accusations that Minsk is controlling and directing the migrant flow towards Poland, insisting the new crowd is under the strict control of armed Belarusians. They decide which way the group goes. This is another Belarusian hostile action aimed at Poland, Zarin said. Earlier in the day, in a separate tweet, sharing a video purportedly shot from Belarus close to the demarcation line. The situation on the border between the two nations has gotten progressively more tense since June, after the Belarusian president, Alexander Lukashenko, announced Minsk will no longer make any effort to stop migrants, primarily originating from the Middle East, who seek to reach the EU through his country. Both Poland and, Belarus, uh, and Brussels have repeatedly accused Belarus of weaponizing migration laying on flights from troubled destinations like Iraq and Iran and uh, not Iran Iraq and Afghanistan and encouraging people to make the crossings officials have branded this purported plan as a form of hybrid warfare by Minsk. Warsaw has ramped up its border security seeking to fend off illegal migrant flow with 23,000 attempted border crossings registered this year according to Polish figures. Last month the country also approved a 400 million dollar border fence project Designed to keep migrants... Wait a minute! See, they're putting up a wall? Those racists. What is wrong with them? Don't they want the cultural enrichment of these young men? These young men have so much to share. They have so much experience, CJ. Life experience in, from Iraq. The war-torn areas of northern Iraq. They have plenty of life experience. And in Afghanistan, it's another, another place, a, a center of human achievement, a a place of art and literature and poetry springs forth. 
don't they understand, CJ, that the what's coming across the border are, are the next generation of future humanists, future <laughs> artists, future gay rights activists, those who are who are refugees.